Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I am permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, and others are not. Today, we're talking about Jesus' parables and how they're not the same as fables. Barry's here to lay the soil down on a sermon last weekend, and now that they've watered their seeds, let's shine some light on our favorite thorns. Marin and Barry, good day, guys. <laughs> good day. Good, good day. day. Thorny Favorite soil. Thorns. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, I don't know how to do this anymore. Pod. I, yeah, it's been a while. Pod. Yeah, we feel like this whenever we miss a week of yeah. doing the pod, but we have missed two weeks. Took a couple of weeks off. Uh, no excuse. There's no excuse. Just, no excuse. Just got, <laughs> no. I don't know what happened. You know what? You know what it is? I was thinking about this earlier today. I miss you guys. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's been. It's, <laughs> it's all about. Well, we've been in the. Too, we, we've been by ourselves doing this show for eight months. We've been yeah. socially yeah. distant. I barely see you anymore. Tyler, we spend well, like, Barry, I see so many all the time. Together, but like, you, guys, you miss you miss me is what you're saying. Yeah, and like <laughs> when Barry and I are together, it's just like. Business, business, business. It's it's nothing. Right. We're not we're not doing this, you know. We're not just business, chatting. Business, business. <laughs> I I saw <laughs> Tyler at uh, what, what would it be? The engagement party. Everyone was meeting outside at this engagement party for your my sister in law got engaged. Sister in law got engaged, and I saw you there. In the context of like. Oh, there's just friends. And I talked to you and I realized that I haven't had like a friend, yeah. friend conversation with you in ages. It's, so uh, it is true. It, we are not. And so, uh, you know, I just we don't see each other much. Instead of facing it head on, I withdrew, said we're canceling the pod for two weeks. <laughs> now we got, sure. we, I don't know what happened. We just got busy or you something. Went to there, a there were training. other conflicts. Oh yeah, yeah I was in school. Yeah, you were in training. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Every, everything is crazy. But we're back. Better than ever. Start of a new sermon series. We're starting off fresh. We're yeah. guys. We are entering year number three of this podcast. Are right you now. serious? Yes. Right now. Yeah. Wow. Are you kidding? Are, are you playing the like yay sound? Because we need, <laughs> need to celebrate three years, guys. I want to know if there are any friends of the pod that have been with us since episode one. Like who's uh, yeah, out that, there? And I want to know if anyone has listened to every single episode. Oh my goodness! Surely somebody no has. Way. Probably no, my mom. Not possible. Yeah, your mom. Your mom's <laughs> top of the list. Probably your mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, what's new? What's happening? Uh, Marin, why don't you go first? Oh gosh, I was afraid you would ask oh, me you to go first. Right, Marin, you, you want me to? First? You want me to set you up, Marin, or you you just want to go for it? Set me up, man. That's All right, what Marin. you do. I've heard. <laughs> you have a major life announcement. A major life announcement. There's been a lot I going on do. in your house. Yes, there's currently a lot going on do in my you, uh, house. Do you care to share? Care to share with the friends of the pod what, what's been going on with your major sure, life update? Sure thing. It's a big life update. It's a big one. Um, first, just I guess I should, I should go into how it came about. Um, Friday, September 25th was my birthday. And, did you get your you Apple know, Watch? That was the last we a, left you. I, I did. I did. <laughs> it was it was a strange birthday, to say the least. Um, yeah. First birthday without my mom, right? So I wake yeah. up and I see the Facebook update of like, you have memories. And this time last year, she was able to like write me on Facebook and say, I'm thinking mm. about you. So that just kind of like echoed through time before I could even get out of bed. 
I was crying. It was just that kind of a day. I had a a, a funeral I did at 146 later on that day. It was just, it was going to be a heavy day. It's going to be a sad day no matter what. So Jed gives me the Apple Watch. Before I can even get out of bed, just trying, <laughs> just trying to spark some kind joy. of joy. Is this, is this what it, will this help? Here you go. <laughs> exactly. It, it, he sounded just like that. That's exactly how it went. Um, yeah. But by about, I don't know, 1130, 11 o'clock uh, that morning, my husband was on the phone with a social worker from where he works. And there was a student of his. Um, that had come up, I guess, a fourth time for placement. Um, he needed emergency housing. And the, the social worker called us and asked us if we'd be able to take him in for the weekend. When you say placement, do you mean just like, like foster. temporary? Mm-hmm. Okay, foster. Well, she, yeah. she said for the weekend while we sorted out what was going on at his mm-hmm. current foster home. Okay. Well, the weekend came and went and... Somewhere in that time, we got word that the current foster mom just didn't want him back. Oh, my goodness. And so he has, he's been with us um, in one way, shape, or form since then. Um, That was three weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. He had a a stay in the hospital just for some incidents that happened at school. But he has now come back to us. I am coming to you live from what used to be my sunroom and is now my new guest bedroom. I was wondering we, where you were. Right, we we changed the guest bedroom into his room so he can have his own room. And did you move the lightsabers? Um, did I move the what? Lightsabers. Oh yeah, when your son comes over, he plays with the lightsabers. Yeah. Sadly, I think <laughs> they've been me. broken and discarded. What? Uh, since that, hey, bring your own BYO lightsaber when you come to my house. <laughs> bring your own. We could have taken yeah. them. Oh man, no, they were broken. Anyway, it's oh a goodness. it's a huge adjustment for everyone in my family, to say the least. Um, we'll call him Jay. Jay is eight years old. He's in third grade. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's my husband goes into work where Jay goes to school, and so I get breaks when I'm here doing the pod with you guys, or when I'm working at any of the three campuses, or from my office. I, there are parts of my life that still get to feel normal during the day. It's my husband I'm asking for prayers for because he goes to work. He's a behavior specialist. So he has stressful days at work. And then at this point he brings work home with him and, Mm. and we are caring for this boy for the foreseeable future. Um, And we've had some great days. We've had some very difficult days. Yesterday was the best we, the best day we've had so far. Um, it was no small miracle that we got him to sit through an entire church service. We're not quite, we are not quite ready to put him in, uh, Grace Kids just yet. Yeah. Just not sure how, how he would respond. Oh, so to he that. came with you. Yeah, he did. Um, he looked, he likes the music part, which is mm-hmm. super good for me. Is that cause you're doing loves it? Loves the music part. Uh, loves playing drums with my son. Oh, cool. Um, lots of things that we connect on there. He actually can sing really well too. So maybe I'll put him on stage eventually. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he, he couldn't make it through a, a church service. Um, but yesterday I sat next to him and we drew pictures back and forth and we colored back and forth. And that meant I heard not a word that came out of your mouth, Barry, but I got an eight-year-old to sit through church. Hey. So we're teaching him a new rhythm of life. And then we yeah. got to go, uh, we went to Mound State Park after that. It 
was likely his first time hiking through the woods. Oh no! The minute, How'd that the minute go? things got a little bit thick, he got super scared. Oh, this is yeah. creepy. This is creepy. I'm scared. He called me TT. <laughs> I'm scared, TT. So it, it was good. We <laughs> we went down to the to the banks of the White River, and my son <laughs> loves to turn rocks over and look, look for, look oh, for we've crayfish. Heard. He's looking for crayfish. He's looking for um, salamanders. And he was oh. teaching this to little Jay. And I love squirrel noises. And Jay was just in another world. At one point, he said, I love this. He said, this is my new video game. Looking for crayfish. Whoa. That was huge to come from him. <laughs> That's very cool. The best part was it took about 30 minutes of like patient hunting and he, he actually caught one on his own. My son taught him oh, how cool. to pick it up kind of by the, the shoulders. Jaden would tell you the exact technical term for what a crayfish's shoulders are called. But, you know, to pick it up without getting pinched or whatever. And this boy was on top of the world that he found oh, his own crayfish in awesome. the White River. So Jay, I, I'm gorgeous. not touching crayfish. So, Jay, you are... <laughs> I didn't touch it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I took lots and lots of pictures of it. So just pray for us. We are still very, very fresh into this transition. So I have and a question. Yeah. What uh, have you guys, have you guys always kind of considered this or what, what brought this about for your family? Cause you said that everybody's getting, getting used yeah, to I've it. Never heard you, I've never heard you talk about fostering. Yeah, have before, you guys so talked we, about this before? Cause I know that, uh, especially in Fishers, there's a, there's quite a few families at Grace Church who, who, you know, they do say families or they do mm-hmm, uh, hands mm-hmm. of hope. And, you know, this is a, this is a, this has been part of Grace's culture for a long time is, is just having kids uh, with that, that are into adopted families and things like that. And so uh, have you, how, how does this conversation come up and how long have you guys been talking about this? <laughs> That's a great question. I think you're as- asking because you you might already know the answer a little bit. Well, <laughs> well, we've got a history of major life decisions involving Jed that happened at sticking sure. your finger in the air and seeing which way the wind's blowing. But uh, sure. I- I'm wondering um, sincerely what this conversation sounded like between you two. Uh, sounded something like this. Sounded like it started maybe a year, year and a half ago. Um. Again, he's a student of my husband's. My husband's not his full-time teacher. My husband's his behavior therapist, behavior specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first time little Jay came up for placement, um, I think there was some sort of team meeting involving whoever is on Jay's team, social worker, um, behaviorist, teacher, all that stuff. Um, and in that meeting, my husband kind of spoke straight from the heart. He just shot from the heart <laughs> when he said, uh, we'll I, take I, I could take him. <laughs> and as soon as he said something to that effect, the, the caseworker looked right at him in all seriousness. And she said, are you serious? I'll get the paperwork started right now. Are you serious? Wow. At which point he said, whoa, whoa. You, okay. I spoke a little soon. I should probably go talk to my wife. Oh, he, he did. <laughs> he called me. He was very emotional. Now, I have to say, my husband has been in some sort of um, full-time social service work for 20 years. Yeah. And not once has he called me emotional, Oof. wanting wanting to bring a child home who hmm. needed placement. Um, not once. And so I took it seriously that this was more than just my husband's a bleeding heart and 
you know, wants to save every right. child. This is deeper than that. There's some, some sort of connection between my husband and this child. And he's yeah. feeling that this is the work of the Holy Spirit, um, wanting our family to intervene on behalf of this boy. Mm. And so I couldn't take it lightly when my husband was asking me about this a year and a half ago. However, my mom was in her final year mm-hmm. and I was going back and forth to Chicago every spare weekend that I had. And oftentimes randomly in the middle of the week, if she went into the hospital for whatever reason. And so at that time I told him, I, I just don't know that, you know, that, that we can take that on in this season of my mom being sick. Yeah. And I said, you know, well, let's pray. And if the Lord closes the door, we'll know that we'll know that that's his answer. And so each time, again, this, this young man came up for placement three times. Each time we prayed and there was a family member available to step up and, and take him in. And so the door closed for, mm-hmm. for us to take him in. This time, the door just stayed wide open. Mm-hmm. And they, because my husband had expressed love and concern for this boy over the last year and a half, when he came up for placement again the social worker just called him directly and said, are you guys available? He gets released in about six hours. Oh, wow. Can, can you take him? And so that's where this is really, it's really throwing me for a loop. I come from social service. It's how I met my husband. Not a lot of people know, but Jed and I met each other at a homeless shelter when we were both running a after school tutoring program for elementary school students, third mm-hmm. graders, first graders. It was like first through fifth was our, um, classroom and that's how we met each other so it's it's in my background it's a passion of mine um working with at-risk urban youth i always kind of wondered when the lord would bring that back around Mm -hmm. um especially after coming to grace and okay so i'm doing this thing now this is my this is my full-time ministry this is what i do but there was an element of working with kids that i always wondered if that was ever going to come back um Mm. and so the answer to that question is yes, it will come back <laughs> on your 38th birthday at around 11 o'clock in the morning wow. and you will have about 20 minutes to say yes or say no. <laughs> so wow. yeah, we, we weren't, um, you know, we weren't praying about becoming foster parents. We weren't in classes to become licensed. None, none of that. We are hmm. now, but um, we weren't then. So, all right. So my next question is, uh, what do you need now? What do you need? <laughs> Friends yeah. of the pod are like, yeah, we can pray for you. What else do you need? What else can we do? We need prayer. Um, we went out yesterday, got him a bunch of clothes. Um, thankfully, uh, the agency that he's with gave us a gift card and we were able to get him um, a good amount of clothes for the winter. But he's an eight-year-old boy. So those are going to get holes in the knees pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably going to get stains on them pretty quickly. Um Right now, more than anything, I would say we need prayer for peace and for wisdom. This boy has had a lot of trauma in his life. Um, one of the sweetest things when I was trying to get him to sit through church on Sunday morning, I had him drawing and I had him coloring. And he leaned over to Jed, who he calls Mr. G. And he said, he said Mr. G, how do you spell family? And Don't Jen do told it. Him, this is going to make me cry. Word. Oh, honey. <laughs> it's, it's on my fridge right now. He wrote the word family 
And then I knew that he wanted to draw each person in our family, but I made it kind of a fun game and I started drawing. I'm a horrible artist. I drew stick figure Jed (laughs) with like giant muscles and I I drew stick figure Marin with curly hair. And as I drew each person, I had him identify that person. That's Jaden. That's Desi. And then I drew him and then he made me draw our dog. Our Uh our dog is everything to this boy right now. Oh, he loves it. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he colored in the picture that I drew, and the the cutest thing. I think the word family might even be new to him because he keeps mm. using this word. When the social worker was here over the weekend, she asked him if he was happy, and he said that he was. And she asked him mm. why he was happy, and he said, "A real family." And I was oh, in the kitchen goodness. to hear him say that. A real oh, family. I can't. So, I can't listen anymore. Let's let's move on. It's too <laughs> much. But when it gets really, 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 really hard. Mm. And we aren't sure that we are equipped to, to give him what he needs. It, that's what makes it harder. Now that, yeah. now that we've brought this young man into our family, should something go wrong and we have to let go of him, mm. I don't mm. know that I could do it. Yeah. So yeah. I need prayer just emotionally and physically. My husband needs prayer for stamina. We all need prayer for wisdom. This boy needs prayer for God's peace that passes understanding to transform his his broken heart yeah um at one point on our on our hike yesterday i was calling ahead to Jaden, who was a little bit further ahead on the pathway and i said something i just called his name i said son and little jay turned around and said you have two sons oh Be more specific wow <laughs> that's so good I, wow. I hadn't called jay son i call him buddy he calls me TT. I don't have him call me mom, but he mm. is already. I'm really about to in cry. His mind, I can't, yeah, I can't like, think about this anymore. <laughs> well, welcome, oh welcome to my life now. Oh, wow. So, anyway, he's he's precious. Um, Fisher's people. If you see Jay around, just say hello. He's a very sweet kid. Um, yeah. Good. Well, I'm proud of you guys. I mean, we've we've texted Seriously. back and forth. A little bit about this, but this is really the first time that I get to hear the details. So, yeah, I can't I can't Uh, believe it. Your wife is awesome. She dropped us off some food, Tyler. Um, Oh, yeah. She dropped us off some food. And I love this. I love that she dropped us off books. Yeah. Because I was able to read a LeBron James book to little Jay the (laughs) other night. And he asked for it a second time. Like, this is awesome. I get to read to him. That's so cool. I went I went and raided. Uh three different thrift stores looking for, for books that are appropriate for his age. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just trying to do that. And she set up a meal train. Mm-hmm. So if there's any friend of the pod that lives close enough to deliver food to me and wants to be a part of that, um, you know, shoot me an email and I'll send you a link. Yeah. We, uh, we've got uh, obviously a ton of books with, with Milo around and these baskets. And so when, when Jay showed up to your family, Lauren said, what is he into? Cause she has an eight year old brother. Yeah. And uh, she kind of, you know, Jed said uh, LeBron James or basketball or something. I don't I remember the answer. And she knew exactly what she wanted to get. She was like, "Uh, next thing you know, (laughs) books are, you know, from Amazon on our door and she's bringing you guys food and these books. And yeah, I hope he takes better care of them than Milo did. (laughs) They're not in our house anymore. I'll just say that. So far, so good. He loved the LeBron James book. I read that to him. The next night, I was going to read him the... I kept saying... I kept saying Stephon Curry. (laughs) And I didn't realize, like, how wrong I was. 
But I was mad, was I? Yeah, who told you? I was you? corrected firmly by both Jed yeah. and I'm like, Jed should be reading you these books. Mr. J should read these. I'll read, you, I'll read you books There's about no, oh. food. I'll read you books about other cultures. Stephen. But if it's a sports book, would you please ask Mr. G? <laughs> I, am not, I am not qualified. Stefan. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I want, I'm going to keep asking you about this because it's a, it's clearly a developing story and you guys yeah. are different now. Like your family is obviously different. And I feel like our family is different forever. Regardless yeah, of saying. what happens. Right. Like he's in our life now forever yeah. and wherever he goes, we keep tabs on him and, yeah. and love him and he'll always be part of our family yeah. in one way or another. Woo. All right. Wow. That's the update, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Barry, anything new with you? I, nothing. I'll just say we found out. We found out the, uh, we got the DNA test for Cleo, our puppy. Oh, um, I did we did I know so that you were curious. doing this? I don't know. We haven't talked in weeks, but uh, yeah, we sent in the DNA test to find out what she was. Cause we thought, okay, she's a German shepherd slash St. Bernard. That's what they told us. Mm. And we got it back and that could not have been further from the truth. Turns out she is like a hyper mutt. Oh. So the, the, this, this DNA place, they have a, a category called super mutt where it's like, it's so, you're so much of a mutt. They can't even really figure out what the DNA is. It's too muddled up from all the different breeds. Oh, and I so have a new theory 20%, now. 20%, 20% super mutt. And then after that it's pitbull terrier, like 16%, wow. chow, 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 like 14%. Oh, those dogs are mean. And then it's beagle, boxer, German shepherd. Like it goes on and on and on. And she's, she's just a little bit of all these things. Oh and my so goodness. I pray so that she has the heart of a boxer. The loyalty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what her heart is, but she is, she's the stomach of a bulldog. Extremely clever. <laughs> yeah. The breathing problems. Of, no, uh, no. The hips of a, <laughs> no she's delightful we are just absolutely in love with her and she's super clever and we did not realize just how much we needed a little farm dog but she is everything we'd been hoping for so are you uh only update so after doing the dna thing are you like was that a good idea or were you like really hoping totally, she was yeah. at st bernard no, I'm so glad. I mean, for one thing, she's not going to be as big as we thought yeah. for sure. Like, and I think it's also really good just because, I mean, frankly, knowing that she's a, like got a good bit of Pitbull Terrier in her means that we just need to probably think a little differently about how prey drive and interaction with the bunnies and all that. Yeah. Like, she's super clever. So she'll figure it out, but it's, it's just, I don't know. It's helpful. And so I also love, I love the fact that she's just a, a hyper mutt. It's just so cool to me. So <laughs> what are the like chances? Super, super mutt. Super mutt. <laughs> yeah. Cause people like Marin, say, I was going to say, what are the chance uh, people like Marin aren't sending in dog DNA? Cause like you have a purebred boxer. We already know what the deal is, right. right? What are the chances that these DNA companies only send you back super mutts? <laughs> like we know we're not getting uh, purebred boxer so there's probably here take all these dogs it's probably accurate <laughs> everything's well <laughs> super much it's, it's possible i suppose they could just be a giant scam but <laughs> if so if so they are a very uh effective yeah. wealthy scam so all good right. for them did you do it just out of curiosity or were you yes. looking for like 
don't know. No, you can like health concerns. You can do that. You can pay a little extra to get like health info and other like things of like what that she might be have a propensity for. But my guess is that even if we did that with so many different breeds, that they wouldn't really be able to tell us anything of value because. Like she's got like the face of a German shepherd and the tail of a beagle and the coat of a chow chow and the back yes. of a, it's like, it's so funny. She's just like built, like she's a little, uh, Frankenstein's monster of, of puppies. Well, those are usually yeah. the healthiest dogs. That's what I understand. Yeah. 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 So good for, anyway, good for you guys. So, yep. Yep. What about oh, you, Tyler? I, hold on. Oh, I, I have to say when I was, when I was getting little Jay through church on Sunday, at one point, he points at the screen while you're preaching, Barry, and he says, who's that guy? And I, <laughs> I don't trust him. <laughs> I, said, I said, that's my friend, Barry. And I said, he has a farm and he has chickens and he has bunnies and he has horses and a puppy. And I said, I'll take you there. You can you can see the animals. So he would he would Was love he? to meet your super mud. I just oh. kind of invited him to your house. Just please. <laughs> no, he needs to come over immediately. He needs to hang out here. It's <laughs> it's really cool right now. It's fall. It's beautiful. The horses are outside now. We've got some new fencing up. So, oh, yeah, it's a great time to come visit the farm. Bring awesome. them over. <laughs> cool. Well, guys, let's get into the sermon. OK, sounds good. So no updates from you. Well, I mean, I, usual stuff. I'm an uncle again. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. You know, the usual, the usual, the usual. The usual. Uh, my sister had a baby. Uh, yeah, congrats to them. They don't listen to this, so congrats to them. But uh, and my other sister-in-law got engaged this past weekend. So big, big time events happening in my life. But uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really specific to report on. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy has happened. So, all right, let's get into the sermon. We started a new sermon series. It's called. I, I wrote this. Uh, we're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> New sermons. I wrote this down. You guys saw me write this right before. New sermon series called Ears to Hear. We're in week one. And uh, Barry, you gave the sermon this 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 weekend, this past weekend. Do you mind sharing a kind of big idea or recap of what people may have missed if they haven't watched it or listened to it yet? Yeah, totally. So it's uh, we're doing a sermon series all about the parables of Jesus, and it's about four weeks long. So it, it'll probably go, be over before you know it. It's a, a short one, but um, what we're looking at is how do we understand? How do we read the parables of Jesus? Because I believe some of the ways that I was trained to read the parables were probably inaccurate, um, and so. I wanted to try to first set the foundation of how do you read the, like, what are the parables of Jesus and what aren't they? And then get into looking at one specific parable and how does it apply to our life? But it was kind of meta because it's also a parable about parables and a parable about listening to the words of Jesus. So it was all very meta, but, um, Put simply, uh, I describe parables as, you know, they're a, a short story or an illustration that gets across a deeper truth. But the parables of Jesus are not the same thing as like Aesop's fables or Grimm's fairy tales, which are all these like little moralistic fairy tales about, you know, how to be a better child. Like Jesus's parables are um deep and confusing and they don't have a moral of the story every time, but all of them are, are pointed towards describing this radical kingdom of God, which is completely upending, uh, human expectations. And, um, he, he speaks in parables to some, to in part kind of cloak 
what he's communicating. Cause if he were just to be explicit about it, people would freak out cause they would not want to hear what he has to say. Um, but he also speaks in these parables to, um, to give people who are interested, who do understand and want to learn more about the kingdom glimpses into the heart of God, which, um, can take them deeper and deeper into understanding this kingdom and how radical it is. So it really, these parables, they convey truth, to people who are really willing to listen, those who have ears to hear. Uh, and they're pretty much nonsense if you don't have ears to hear, uh, which is kind of the, the trick of these. And I talked a little bit, we can get into this if you're interested, but a little bit of how he's kind of stepping into the tradition of the biblical prophets by speaking in parables, because the prophets often did that as well. And he's even referencing and quoting some of the prophets um, in Isaiah, uh, for example, or the, the passage in Isaiah six, he quotes, um, <coughs> excuse me. So anyway, that's all about the parables. I'm trying to give us some foundations for how to understand what we're reading. And then at the end of the message, I talked about the, the specific parable of the four soils and it's the parable of the farmer scattering seeds and each of the different seeds lands in a different type of soil. And only one of those types of soil actually produces fruit when the seed lands in them and the seed represents the message of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So I, I did use that as an illustration of, or I, I use that as a time for introspection, like looking at our own lives, which soil is our heart? Because there are plenty of different seeds that actually sprouted in that parable, but only one of those seeds actually, like one of the, those soils actually led to fruit. And so I, I kind of ask some tough questions to help us kind of do some looking at our own faith journey and ask ourselves, uh, are we producing fruit uh, when the message of the kingdom hits us? So that's, that's basically the message. That's what I talked about. Is anybody familiar with what Aesop's fables are? Well, first of all, is it Aesop? Oh, Aesop. I don't know. It might be Aesop. <laughs> like I'm looking at a list of them and I've never heard of any of this. Are you serious? I had a book of Aesop's fables and I the grew up on Aesop. But then again, I also, I, I said Raymond noodles instead of ramen. So <laughs> I the, could very well be wrong, boy, but no, I, I had a book of his, of his fables. The jar of blessings, from, the mouse and the like oyster. Ancient Greece. They're from like ancient Greece style. So they're like, they're like, a, like the original fairy tale or the original, like moral, moral tales. Actually, it's, it's funny. It's one of the books I just bought for little Jay because they're huh. such good life lessons. The one of the. The Fox and the Crow is one of the first one that comes to mind. Um, yep. I see the, that one. The, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. You, you, this is the time for you to discover them and read them to your kids. Yeah. And maybe steer clear of Grimm's fairy tales, which are actually like dark. super dark. dark. <laughs> so is that like little red riding hood? What is that? Yes. Yes. And, uh, Hansel and Gretel. And, uh, I think the, the boy, boy who, who cried, cried wolf, wolf is yeah. one of them, yeah. but basically like, Somebody dies at the end of every one of these. <laughs> the like, three little pigs. <laughs> three little pigs. Someone's about to get eaten or killed or whatever, maimed. It's every single one of them. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's the difference between um, fables. Are they are they fairy tales? Like that's what the grim, the grim well, thing is. Yeah. I mean, they call them Grimm's fairy tales. Aesop's fables are fables. I, they're all just parables. They're parables. all short stories to get across a, diff, a, a deeper truth. Okay. Well, um, and what you said, Barry, is that those tend to have a moral, have like yes. a, and the lesson of this right. three little pigs is, you know, build right. it right the first time, you know, or, right. or whatever. Go and live differently, and live differently <laughs> now because you've heard this. Yeah. Right. It's about, it's about behavior modification. But that the yeah. parables of Jesus were 
in some ways left open-ended and didn't he didn't just tie him up so neat and tidy and say and the moral of the story is right some of them don't really have like like i mentioned the, le- the lesser known parable that's basically you know how trees sprout leaves and that's how you know it's almost summer same thing with the kingdom like that's the parable and you're like what <laughs> you know and like um but there are some that you would say, oh, well, they do have a moral of the story, like uh, the parable of the prodigal son. We talked about that a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd say, oh, OK, so we we need to act like the father. We need to live like, you know, or, or not be the older brother or whatever. Um, but but when you really think about what Jesus is teaching, his point of telling that parable was not to try to get everybody to change their behavior. His point was to describe the grace of God and the. Uh, mm-hmm. and the lack of grace of Israel's religious leaders, mm-hmm. right? As he, as he described how the kingdom of God works. Right. And so it, you can draw moral lessons out of them, but where we start is what Jesus was trying to convey, which is this radically upending uh, vision of, an, of a kingdom of God that does not look like people's expectations. So this one, this, this week, primarily, like you said, we're focused on the, the parable of the four soils. Yeah. And was this, was this like a merging of your superpowers? <laughs> superpowers? Like you got, you get to preach and you get to talk permaculture. Like, yeah. when you started telling us at the end of the message, how many different ways I can yeah. alter my soil. I was like, there oh were my things goodness. I had never heard of before. Like Barry's <laughs> glowing. He's like captain planet right real, now. He's like all the powers combined. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I just thought that was a fun little twist. I mean, it's like, cause that's the whole, the whole thing with permaculture and organic farming. It's all about improving your soil, improving your soil, improving your soil. So I thought, Oh, why not? No, that was good. That? Cause yeah, that was good. Um, parables have always confused me because you think about them and I'm, and this sermon answered what I'm about to say, but they've always confused me okay. because uh, it finally answered the questions I've had. Like, why, why in the world did Jesus tell these provocative and elaborate stories? Like he only had three years to say the most important thing in the world. And he chose to like yeah. confuse people. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't he right. be like, this is it, everybody. I've only got three years. So I've always wondered that. And mm-hmm. this, this sermon, I mean, you did a great job of answering that question. Uh, Thank you. You said it was because he's basically preaching messages to people who are not two people, but in a, in a place where people didn't want to hear um, right. They had different expectations. Um, and but those who did want to hear it, yeah, it, it, it's a starting point to begin chewing on and thinking about ideas that go beyond just my own expectations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, so if you had, that's why that's that passage that never made, made sense to me early, like early on in my faith where he says, you know, those who have uh, even more will be given and to those who don't have mm-hmm. everything, even what they have will be taken away. I'm like, well, that seems cruel. <laughs> like, why would you take that away? Yeah. But then when you realize what it is, it's like, if you don't have an understanding or even a desire to understand what Jesus is really talking about, like, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to get anything out of this. Mm. It's just going to be whatever the ramblings of a madman. So do you think it's possible that somebody would be really interested and still be super confused? I bet. I think so. But I think, I mean, I know it's possible because it happens to me all the time. Are you describing yourself right now, Tyler? Yeah. I'm really interested, but I'm just still really Because like, I I come on this show and I ask you guys a million questions and 
I'm really interested in understand. Like I had the question, why is he talking in all these parables? Because I'm one of the people that's like, I want to know, I'm going to get up early in, in the morning and read my Bible and try and understand this. And all of a sudden I don't know what he's talking about. And I go away discouraged or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. The, so I wonder if, if people, if it's possible, like ears to hear, like I either don't have ears to hear or you can have ears to hear and still be confused. Maybe, I don't know. Well, I think one of the things that we tend to not think about is how communal, um, their ancient culture was. And I think stories like this by their very nature, give you fodder for conversation with the other people you're with. And if you're with a group of people who are all super dialed into what Jesus is talking about, even if you don't intend, don't understand the parable, it begins a journey of asking questions and talking and discussing. And yeah, that's true. Um, so I like, you know, you, you, we hear the story of like the feeding of the 5,000. I imagine people were breaking for lunch all the time and discussing what they just heard Jesus talk about. And I mean, that's my imagination, but I'm, I, I think this was beginning of conversations for people. So yeah, I don't think you, you were left just as an individual walking home thinking, well, that was weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and I think we still have in some circles, religious leaders, teachers, gurus today that will kind of say what, they, they will hide the, the point. Like they don't come right out and say, and here it is. Here's the point. They'll yeah. speak um, allegorically, um, kind of hiding the, the meaning of what they're saying. And, and people are, are drawn to that because they want to be able to, you know, ponder and think and ponder and think. So there, there are other cultures who still teach that way. Yeah. Um, think about like, you know, sitting around some guru somewhere and, he's saying something that's way over your head, but you're like, Whoa, that's yeah. so deep. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm yeah. sure that people as, as confused as they were by Jesus parables, they were probably just as intrigued yeah. by Jesus's yeah. parables. And what Barry just said, sat around what mulling them over. What did he mean by that? And you know, mm-hmm. they, they marveled, they marveled at what he had said. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If, if I'm really into something, I get really into it. Like if I, like a, a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm going to start being interested in golf. And all of a sudden I had ears to hear golf, you know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I wanted to know everything about it. I wanted to know how to play it. I want to know how golf courses are designed. I didn't know any of that stuff, but all I did was talk about golf to people that knew about golf. And I imagine it, it I mean, it, it's probably the same thing for, for this. You're like hearing this thing for the first time and you're like, I don't know what that guy's saying, but I hope you do because we're about to talk about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and to answer your question, Tyler, I think your question was, can can people still be really into it and still be confused? Mm-hmm. When Jesus did explain his parables, he explained them to his disciples largely, mm-hmm. who were super into him, following him everywhere, <laughs> giving up everything they had yeah. to be his disciples and were confused. They're confused all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, you said if we do have ears to hear, then you'll find that these parables are an invitation to understand God in deeper ways for what his kingdom actually is. And so we focused yeah. on the, on the four soils. And, um, if you're not familiar with the four soils, this, this parable is told in Matthew 13, verse 11, starting in verse 11, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, um, as I'm as I'm looking at this passage through through the sermon all weekend and then in preparation for the show, I was like, okay, are am I the in the in the parable of the soils? 
Am I the seed? Are we the soil or are we the seeds? Well, the way that, good question. The way that Jesus describes it, when he explains the parable, he says that the seed represents the message of the kingdom of God. Okay. And the soil represents those who hear the seed or who hear the message and dot, dot, dot. Okay. So I think of us as the soil and the message of the kingdom as the seed, but obviously to break the analogy by saying that we are, we are able to improve the soil. There's a very dark possibility that we are not able to improve the soil and we are all just locked into <laughs> right. what soil we are. But I choose to believe, we, <laughs> I choose to believe that we can, <laughs> in which case we are also the, the gardener. Believe God. I, I know it's funny, also the but there, there, there are definitely people who have interpreted it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, guess I'm the rocky soil. I'm not getting in, you know, right. like not getting into heaven. I, I'm so grateful that you took the time at the end of your message um, to show us that in the natural world, you can improve the quality of the soil and that yeah. in the spiritual world, we can improve the quality of our own heart's receptiveness to the message of the kingdom of God. We can do that individually and we can do that together. So people, yeah. you, you guys know people interpret this and they think I'm locked into one of the three bad so souls. I, I've been reading that my whole life. Really? And as a kid, I would, I would wonder what, which soil am I? I wonder which mm-hmm. one am I? Am I the good soil? Man, I really want to be the good soil, but I don't know, man. The cares of this world kind of feel like they're growing up and choking it out. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. I'm not getting in. <laughs> I'm not getting in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is my heart so hard? I would pray, Lord, just break up the the hardness of my heart. Just, yeah, I, I, I think I am, I'm not a person who said, well, I guess that's it for me. Mm-hmm. But I am a person right. who, who had often wondered, man, I wonder what kind of soil I am. Am I? But yeah. Yeah. But I even if it is, deter- even if it is deterministic though, we can't act as, as if it is because we have to act as if we have a choice. And if you act to improve the soil and you work hard and diligently to, um, to be the kind of person that, that Jesus talks about bearing fruit for his kingdom, then guess what? Surprise. You were the, the fourth soil all along. Yeah. <laughs> because right. so right. it's like, even if it is deterministic, you should still act as if it isn't so that. But I can... hadn't in all my years heard a preacher say, you can improve the soil of your life. I've hmm. heard preachers say, and which one are you? Hmm. Are you the hard one? And which one are you? You know, they, they yeah. kind of left it there. They didn't say, even if you are the hard ground, good news, hmm. you can improve whatever that's, soil that's you com- have right that's now. That's baffling yeah. to me. That's I feel like the whole point I, I of talking really about it, about the whole point of talking about it is to, if you're, even if you're like, which one are you? Well, I'm the thorny soil. All right. Well, you need to be the good soil. So what do we got to do? Mm-hmm. But I guess that's not right. how that works, but, hmm. um, okay. So. The four soils for anybody who hasn't heard it. So there's the the sidewalk or the foot the footpath, <laughs> footpath, <laughs> the yep. footpath. that just the birds the birds come and eat the soil eat the seeds. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's the rocky soil, <clears throat> which mm-hmm. is shallow roots. Yeah. People have joy when they hear the message of God, but the roots aren't deep enough, and they end up drifting away. There's You're just yeah bur- burned up in the heat. Yep. Yeah. There's the thorny soil, 
representing a similar person where someone hears the message and receives it, but circumstances or choices or sin or something chokes it, chokes it out. Which can I just say, I never, I don't think I ever fully grasped that soil and what it would actually mean if you're trying to be a farmer until literally this year, as I'm trying to grow food to eat and saw just how powerful weeds can be. And like Mm. their, their whole existence is built on, I'm going to be everywhere and I'm going to gather as much sunlight as I can. And I'm going to utilize anything that I can, including, I mean, my, my poor puppy, the all for all since we got her every time she comes in the house we have to get a brush to, to brush off all the little weed stickers that are on her fur because they've they've all got the most aggressive means of sc- scattering themselves around the wow. world so anyway yeah so weeds are actually like really Wait, is this, aggressive this is, is what thorns. i'm trying to say well thorns it's another it, yeah it's another way of saying weeds i mean unwanted plants is kind of the the idea okay. and then there's the good soil <clears throat> which is pretty self-explanatory, but it's somebody who bears fruit after receiving the message. Right. Yeah. And the, the essence of this whole thing is Jesus is basically asking us to bear fruit. Right. Yeah. So the, the whole, I guess back to the conversation three minutes ago where it's like, if you're a rocky soil, Jesus is still asking you to bear fruit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, well, if you're a farmer and you're scattering seeds, you don't just want to like ha- grow some pretty plants. Like you're a subsistence farmer. You need to survive on that. So you need fruit. Mm-hmm. You need crops that, that grow up that you can actually use and then use for next year's seed and use to feed your family. So yeah, fruit is the point. Yeah. But we can't do it. We can't do any of it until we have ears to hear until we're yeah. interested until we are open, open hearted, open minded. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had a lot to of the message to the message of the kingdom, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah which as I said many times is, is very, it's just, it's not what we normally expect first or shall be last. Like we say it so much, we don't even think about it, but when you really put your mind to it, it's, it is ridiculous that the first will be last, that the last will be first because everything in our world is built on the opposite, right? Like everything in our world is built on the idea that if you can have wealth and power and success, then you've made it and you have value. And it's completely backwards in the kingdom of God. So it, it, we say all these things a lot, but we really, I think if we really stop and think about them, we are just as almost, I, I'd even say turned off at some of the ideas implicitly as, as the ancient, you know, Israelites were. Yeah. And so you started asking pretty direct questions to determine whether or not you, you're, whether, whether or not I'm someone who has ears to hear. So you said, Does your understanding of God's kingdom involve transformation of the broken world around you? uh, Or does it boil down to you staying out of trouble so you can go to heaven when you die? Is your faith today deeper than it was a month ago, a year ago, a decade ago? How deep are your roots? Are you growing in Jesus or are you you going through the motions? How much of your worldview and opinions right now are shaped by news networks, social media, protest movements, angry conversations is your faith interwoven with a political ideology right now and how much of your life is shaped by a genuine wrestling with the holy spirit and the words of scripture so that's i guess how to determine whether you have ears to hear and whether you're bearing fruit because the whole like how is your faith deeper now than it was a year ago that's bearing fruit right that that Right. Or at the very least, it's gross. I, I, one of those in a roundabout way, they pointed to each of the different soils. Um, and so like, 
if you, if your faith is deeper, if you're growing, that means you're not just in the, the rocky soil where it goes, you know, an inch deep and then that's as far as it goes. It actually is growing, going deeper, going, you know, stronger. So yeah. that was a more of a question about growth and, um, and you know, the, all the stuff about the news networks and social media and protest movements, I was using that to refer to the weeds, um, kind of, and, and ultimately, yeah, are you, are, is, is, are the words of Jesus, what are launching you into your life? Um, mm. That's when you bear fruit is what I, I guess what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and, and why I'm thinking right now of what it means to bear fruit. Like it's, it's, I don't know, maybe it's a word that or two words that are maybe a little lost on either this culture or lost on me, someone who does yeah. not grow fruit bearing plants. Right. But what, what does it mean to bear fruit? Fruit, fruit exists for people, for lots of people, for other people. If you have a fruit-bearing plant or a fruit-bearing tree, I don't want one strawberry. I don't want one apple. I want right. a whole bushel. I want bushels upon bushels. I want right. more than I can eat. The fruit doesn't exist to nourish the tree. The fruit doesn't exist to nourish the plant. It exists to nourish others. It's very others-focused. Yeah. Yeah. And if a tree just existed, if a fruit bearing tree existed mm -hmm. just for itself and did not bear fruit, I would imagine it would be like the fig tree that Jesus cursed. What are you doing here? You're supposed to be bearing fruit. Mm -hmm. And even that, there's there's a mystery yeah. in there, but there's a there's a lesson in there. He's trying to tell us something. So I think yeah. When I rewatched your message since I missed it on Sunday, mm -hmm. um, the, the part that I think spoke most directly to my heart is, am I bearing fruit? And yeah. where is the evidence of that? Is yeah. my faith and my growth in whatever kind of soil, you know, if I am existing only for myself, then something is wrong something is off. Yeah. Am I bearing fruit? Yeah. And again, the parables exist to stir up questions like that within all of us as we start yeah. to ask ourselves, yeah. Man, soil am I? Am I bearing fruit? All this stuff. Yeah. Same, same with me. It, uh, there's some sermons and I think I've said stuff like this before on the show, but there are some sermons where I'm like, I come with somebody and I look like I'm giving them the side. eye. like, I hope you're, I hope you're paying attention to this. Like this is for you. <laughs> this is not for me. This is for yeah. you. And yeah. uh, this weekend, <laughs> this past weekend was for me. Uh, am I bearing fruit? Like, I don't know. I hope so. But if the fact that I don't know means I'm, I gotta, I gotta pay attention. You know, I, I, yeah. I need to pay attention to that. And um, yeah. Yeah. This is, there's, there's, Oh, go ahead. No, it, it it's, I had to, I have to think like, Where's the fruit? Am I open-minded to God's message fully? Yeah. Uh, what is, what is the thing driving my faith? Is it, is it the Holy spirit and is it scripture or is it myself and something else, you know? And so it, it this one was for me and, and, and I'm really glad that I, I get to hear it because I wasn't expecting such a direct, like I've heard hmm. the four soil thing for forever. We have a team called right. four soils. <laughs> yeah. So like I've heard it forever, but 
And I've always been like, well, I think I'm the good soil or whatever. But the whole ears to hear part and the fruit part, like, I, I think I'm good soil, but I don't, I mean, if I don't know where the fruit is, then that that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, one little nerdy note is if you're talking about agriculture, um, any, any, product that you're growing is is considered the fruit of that plant so you can actually if just talking about agriculture you can refer to even like a head of wheat as the fruit and so when bible talks about first fruits it's not just talking about what we would actually define as fruit it would actually be any kind of fruit and so with that uh marin and i already knew that we already knew that i know you did I'm, i'm just telling that for the friends of the pod but um but the the thing that that is there's an added little nuance to it is when you're talking about bearing fruit there is the evidence in your own life of the kingdom taking root and growing and bearing fruit in your life but there's also an element of multiplication because uh-huh. that like if you're growing wheat you know you take a bunch of it and you eat it and it's and you sell it and you that's how you feed your family but you also reserve a good number a good bit of it so that you can dry the seeds and scatter the seeds the next year so that you can make, you know, grow more wheat. And so, uh, it's, it's the message of Jesus or the message of the kingdom. If it's planted in your heart and it grows and it bears fruit, well, then there's a hundred times more of the message of Jesus that can go to the lives of other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's, that's that's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. So that's the first parable. Uh, where are we going next? So next week is Amy. Uh, Amy's oh, going to be great. talking about the parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the yeast, oh. which are both really two parables. I'm curious to see. Yeah, I'll see how she's how she handles them. I think they're both relatively similar in their in their thrust, but um, it'll be interesting to hear her take on it because you know those are the those are good examples of parables that don't have great morals of the story, but they actually say a lot about the kingdom of God. So. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll be doing that. I'll be back afterwards to talk about the parable of the lost sheep. And then Marin is actually going to come back at the fourth week of this oh series. Oh, boy. About. Back oh in the saddle. boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've had plenty of time to prepare for this. You just oh, have had nothing sure. to do. Else on your plate. No, no. It's going to be great. <laughs> Which parable are you doing, Marin? Um, you actually kind of referenced it. The first will be last. The last will be first. I'm doing the parable of the landowner. The parable yeah. of the landowner who uh, mm-hmm. don't want to give it all away, but spoiler alert. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's challenging, Barry. These parables. The first will be last. The last will be first. Is almost like a brain teaser. Like what? Wait, what? Yes, you know, Um, so just kind of breaking that down in the study that I have been able to do. So when I find out what I'm speaking on, the first thing I do is hit up Tim's office and take every (laughs) commentary that I can find that has anything to do with what I'm talking about. So that's the fun part. That's the part I really love. Now I have to put words on paper and actually write this thing. You'll be fine. You'll do great. (laughs) You'll do great. Cool. And that so that's four is four week series. Four weeks. Yeah, cool. that's it. Great. All right. We'll look forward to that. Mary, or, uh, Amy will be here next week. Hopefully she, she was yeah. bummed because we, in the, in our absence, she was, uh, she was hoping we'd get a, a triple head, like a triple header. You, <laughs> Tim and Amy. <laughs> and it, yeah, all, all together on the pod. Yeah. It would oh, just well. be everybody talking over each other and 
It'd be so fun. <laughs> Complete chaos. So. <laughs> next time yeah all right cool so we'll look forward to that and uh oh yeah i guess we don't need to promote trunk or treat because that's still a couple weeks away but trunk or treat's happening at all three campuses and in, in a couple weeks uh i think you have to reserve i don't think you can just show up i think you gotta if you want a trunk you gotta preserve you gotta reserve it so go to our website and you can do that um yeah so Marin. Will you please uh, send us out? I, I kind of forget how to do this. I know. I've missed doing this. So we, sure. we, we need you to do it. I'll sign off. All right. <laughs> do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. Sunday.